The more times I say the Memphis Grizzlies will be fantastic next year, the more likely that's going to be true. Right? is going on everybody hope you guys are having a fantastic time by listening to this podcast and hopefully i can entertain you guys for the next 10 to 15 minutes while it is happening my name is seth weston and this is the unofficial memphis grizzlies podcast so without any further ado let's get into it today is the day where i talk about the memphis grizzlies offseason a couple of teams did get eliminated yesterday including the los angeles lakers but i will talk about them and a couple of their teams another day. So today is strictly on Memphis Grizzlies. It's Memphis Grizzlies channel uh, slash podcast. And yeah, we're going to go ahead and talk about them. We'll talk about offseason moves that I that I would like them to make. We will talk about, let's see, like how we did this season and where I see us finishing next season. So with that out of the way, with that information that you now have, let's go ahead and talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. This season, the Memphis Grizzlies finished with a 38-34 and record, which blew that beyond expectations um, of, of typical, let's see, uh, of the uh, analysts on ESPN and all these kind of things. They thought the Grizzlies were going to be at the bottom of the league. They, they thought the addition of Desmond Bain and uh, Xavier Tillman would help, but not to the degree that they were. But this season, we, we, we did fantastic this season. 38-34. Um, and that physically could have been higher. Jaron Jackson Jr. was injured almost the entire season. Uh, I think it was like the last quarter of the season he was back. Uh, I think that's exactly, I think it was about the, the final quarter of the week, of the season. But, yeah, the Grizzlies just, we just beyond, beyond excelled uh, and exceeded expectations. And that was in large part to, one, John Morant continuing to get better. Number two, uh, uh, what's, sorry, yeah, number two, um, Jonas Valanciunas continuing to play really, really great, and then yeah, Dylan Brooks stepping. We just had a whole lot of pe- whole bunch of people that stood up and that we didn't know. Dylan Brooks stood up defensively once again and offensively. Uh, Kyle Anderson had his had had a career season with twelve points per game and about almost six rebounds. Grayson Allen, who was a who was just a throw in pick for Mike Conley, like for Mike Conley, he was a throw in pick for like for cap space. He. He played fantastic with 10 points. He was a great guy off the bench and in the, and in the starting lineup. Um, Desmond Bain, our rookie, was fantastic. He had um, he had about nine points, almost 10, three rebounds. But like he was a, he was a let's see he was a first round pick I think actually and he was like the 35th overall pick. And yeah, he played great. D'Anthony Melton, who was a he was a young guy, played great with nine points off the bench. And uh, our our second round guy, um, sorry, our second round guy uh, Xavier Tillman played great basketball. He put us in a position to be in the playoffs. Like, he had a clutch three in the corner. And so, the decision that the Grizzlies made to get these draft picks, to choose these guys, and just, yeah, and just make the right moves, This it's completely, it's, it's kind of luck. But we took a chance on some of these guys like Grayson Allen, Anthony Melton, and Justice Winslow in the free agency. Um, Justice Winslow wasn't free agent. But, like, yeah, it was a fantastic season for the Grizzlies, because we were able to, we were able to get guys that nobody saw very much potential in, 
And Grayson Allen was a really big thing. He was a he was a tripper in college. He was a very, very infamous player in college. But then, like, him, D'Anthony Melton, uh, and just a whole bunch of guys. Tyus Jones, we, we got off a of free agency, I think. Like, they were just big key players for our bench. And he, they led our bench to one of the best benches in the league. And so, of course, we had John Morant scoring 19, Valentina scoring 12, and Morant with 7 assists. But these guys, like Kyle Anderson, Grayson Allen, D'Anthony Melton, Desmond Bain, list goes on and on. Like, they are, they were fantastic for us, and they were a big reason why we were able to have so much success. And so, yeah, that, that was a big thing statistic-wise for the Grizzlies players uh, who stood up. But now let's talk about the team overall. The Memphis Grizzlies as a team uh, were pretty, were, abs- were, were actually really, really good um, in this season. We were top four in assist. We were actually n- number four assisting team in the NBA with 40 Oh, wait, sorry. That's rebounds. No, no, that is assists. Rebounding and assists. I was about to say, I'm like, that was, that's ridiculous. 26 assists per game, which is absolutely great, and which is, which is number four. And then 46 rebounds per game, which is fourth as well. And so, yeah, the Grizzlies were, were, just, were just absolutely shocker. I mean, we, we, we did great things. I mean, now we were 15th in points per game, 13, 113, sorry, 113 points per game. And then points allowed, it was 10, 110 points, almost 111. That puts us at 10th. And so, yeah, I mean, this was this was a really, really good stat line for us. I mean, fourth and rebounding and assists, like, that's that's great. I mean, John Morant was a big help with the assisting. Um, and, yeah, so that was that, that. that's a really, really big thing. And then we started, we, since we were second in the Southwest Division, um, Dallas Mavericks were four games above us with a record of 42 and 30. And, but yeah, I mean, second our division, like, that's really, really good. Especially, like, our division is, is kind of tough. It normally is. This season, it was not tough. We have Houston, New Orleans, San Antonio, Memphis, and Dallas. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, so normally those, that's, those, this, uh, this division is pretty good. But yeah, we were able to adapt to this Western Conference gameplay. Western Conference is you need to show out every single night. And we did that for the most part of the second half of the season. First half of the season was kind of rough. Uh, we let's see. I'm gonna make sure I get the exact ones. Um, sorry, I want to pull. I need to pull this up. Should already had this pulled up, but whatever. We're gonna do this now. All right. Uh, we 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 had a really rocky start. We lost one, two, three out of our first five games, and then we went on an even more game losing streak. So by by uh, half like about halfway through January, we were one. We were two and six and that and that was not not good at all but then we went on a run in the very middle of the season and then we put in the middle of the beginning of the season so that puts us we went on a one two three four five six seven game winning streak and in between that we had uh six let's see one two three four five five games that we were postponed because of COVID-19 we went on a absolute tear like that that's that's really 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 good but then we then we lost four in a row and then we were just, we were, we just, uh, sorry, what am I trying to say? We, we, we traded games on the way. We win one game, we lose another. We win two games, lose one other, and then lose three games and win another, stuff like that. And so, Grizzlies, for the most part, were very, very consistent of this season. Um, and yeah, that, I remember, I remember watching at the, um, the Brooklyn Nets game. And, and first of all, we swept the Brooklyn Nets this season, which is p- pretty good. But uh, we were sitting at two and six before that game. I'm like, okay, we got to get our act together. And then at the end of that, we were nine and six. And I'm like, okay, we might have something here. 
And throughout the season, it was a roller coaster of emotions of the season. And like Jaron Jackson, still down for half the season. Justice Winslow came back, but he didn't really play that great. Um, Morant got injured for some of the season. I'm like, oh my gosh, how is this happening? And so it was a very, very, it was a roller coaster of a season of emotions. Um, but yeah, we, we, we played great basketball the entire season. Pretty, very, very consistent. I'll say it again. And so, yeah, that was, that, that ended up helping us this season. So, and obviously we played, we played in the two playing games. We finished as the nine seed at the end of the first, uh, at the end of the first, uh, I think the regular, regular season. And we played, uh, we played the Warriors and we played the Spurs. One of them in our home crowd, which we we, we started out really great. I'm like, okay, this game's gonna be a blowout. But then, like, okay, we're losing in the third quarter. They went, they brought it back tremendously. But we ended up winning that game. We took Golden State to overtime. Like, we were we were ahead for kind of that game, but then Stephen Curry came back. But we were able to adapt to that team. That team was a lot was very very good, and we stopped them. Now they could have been a lot better. They did not have Clay Thompson. They did not have uh, James Wiseman, their rookie, and their players were struggling with inconsistency this season. That season. But we were still able to get it done. This young Grizzlies team beat a team with a whole lot of uh, NBA playoff experience. Like, bottom line, that is very, very impressive. In the playoffs, we took a game against Utah at uh, in Utah. Sure, they were without they were without. Um, sorry, sure they were without Donovan Mitchell. But overall, like we 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 played great basketball. We we won that. We earned to win that game. We deserved to win that game. And throughout the playoffs. In the, on all four games, and then we lost four in a row. But uh, John Morant led the team in scoring um, for every single game except that first game. Morant put up 47, 28, 23, and 27 in those last four games. John Morant broke a record, for heaven's sake. And so this, and by the way, this was this is John Morant's and a majority of this team's first playoff series, and it was against the number one team in the NBA, like. One, we probably weren't going to win this game. We're probably going to win these win the series. But just having taken one and being so close the rest of the games, besides the besides the last one, like we were, we took these games down to the wire. The scoreboard might not recognize, might not uh, show that, but we absolutely did. And so for this Grizzlies team, it was an absolute success of a season. We got playoff experience. We showed these guys. Okay, we showed the league and these guys. Okay, we can be winners now. Let's go actually do it. And we did it this season. And we, we could have gone a lot farther. Further, I would have loved that. However, it is what it is. We got what we came in for, that we wanted for the season. And we should we should be very, very proud of that. And yeah, we, we, we should expect nothing less of this Grizzlies team. The offseason is going to be very, very interesting, though. But we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, the contract situation for the Memphis Grizzlies. And there is... Very, very good news for that. The only players that are not under contract after this season are, let's see, I think, so Sean McDermott is not and Killian Tilly is not. Every other player basically has one more year on their contract before we have to renegotiate. Justice Winslow is a guy that we can, uh, that we, we actually is the only guy that could not really be on our, um, on, on our roster. We have a player option to give him. And we have to make a decision on when we on in the next couple of months. Actually, I think it's in I think it's uh, next two or three months. And if we want to, uh, if if we want to keep them on now, do I think that we should? I don't really know. Justice Winslow struggled this season. Whenever we had him, he was coming off of injury. Sure, but yeah, it's, it was very very interesting to watch him play this season. And I don't I don't really know 
if I'm in the situation where I want to sign him. Now, next season, um, next season we're going to have some issues because we're going to have to re-sign Valanciunas. We're going to have to re-sign Kyle Anderson. We're going to have to re-sign Tyus Jones. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s contract is up, and Grayson Allen's contract is up. And so those are guys that we that are very interesting to see. And if we do, if we decide to let some of them go, we have a tremendous amount of cap space left. Now, Justice Winslow. If we get rid of Justice Winslow, if we say no to Justice Winslow, we got about two million. Uh, 20, sorry, twenty not twenty not two million. Twenty two million in cap space. That is very interesting. And the person I want to sign is a guy that I think that could really really fit the system. And yeah, I, I think that this would be a great move for the Memphis Grizzlies to make. It is Kawhi Leonard. No, I'm kidding. No, I no, it's not Kawhi Leonard. That would be ridiculous. DeMar DeRozan is an interesting player because he is a small forward also that could potentially take Justice Winslow's spot. But I don't really want him. I mean, I don't think he would get. I don't think he would get along really. So I'm not gonna say him. No, I'm gonna say Evan Fournier. I think Evan Fournier is a player that could really, really, really help us. He's a great three-point shooter, 41%, and he's he's a, he's a scorer. And that's something the Grizzlies need. We, we play pretty good defense, and but we, but we struggle with offense a little bit this season. And so he is he's really a guy that I think that we that we could go after, and that he that we're cheap that we uh, that we can afford really. Last season, um, he got 17 million. And if you and he had a great season this season, and so if we wanted to pay him a little bit more, like he could potentially be a starter. Now, like he could take Kyle Anderson's spot, but maybe he couldn't. I mean, he he plays great defense as well, gets a steal a game, three uh, three rebounds, and seventeen point one points per game this season. And yeah, I think that I think that he could be a very interesting guy that we could get. Uh, and that would be a guy we'd really love to see. I'm a big fan of Evan Fournier's game. He is 28, so he's getting a little bit older, and so we would, and so we could give him like a two or three year deal, and just say, all right, let's try this out and just see. Well, maybe just a year, like a year and a player option. Let's see. Let's try this out. And I just think Evan Fournier would just fit really, really well with our guys. I don't really know why his play style is just such that it, it's it fits kind of the grit and grind uh, method that we the, the play style that we always play with. And so yeah, Evan Fournier is my guy. I will be very interested to see if Boston will go back after him. Uh, I would assume that they will, but I think I think the Grizzlies should consider uh, going after this guy in the offseason because once again, I really think that it could help us. The other alternative is once again just go with Justice Winslow for one more year and hope that Kyle Anderson has another great year. Once again, Justice Winslow will be paying him thirteen, uh, sorry, an extra thirteen million dollars this season, and yeah, that would just that would just Show, okay, you got one more year to prove yourself. You're coming off of injury again. Uh, you're 25. Let's just see how you play. Um, and if we don't play him, great. If we, if we don't uh, if we don't play him very often and, if, and he doesn't impress us, then we just let him walk next season. But I really think I, I really think that Evan Fournier would be a better option, a less risky option for the Grizzlies. Or even just, yeah, because Winslow, Winslow might walk next season anyway. He loves being in Memphis, which is one reason I don't really want to trade him. But I'm still just really not convinced with Justice Winslow at the moment, and that is really sad to see for me. I, I just I don't like that. The Memphis Grizzlies will have a couple of picks this season. Um, we could have had more, but Utah was just too really, really just too good this season, and so we'll have a first uh, we'll have a first round pick this season. Nothing really from that. Like we just our own first round pick, and it will be probably from like the 14 to 16 pick this season, and then we have a second round pick from Portland. And yeah, so that we'll probably pick up two or three guys this season. 
Uh, and yeah, maybe we can maybe we can strike gold again like we did with Desmond Bain and John Morant. So what's it'll be very interesting to see next season. I won't dive too much into it, but next season we have a pick from the Utah Jazz, and it'll be a one through six. It's a one through six protected pick, so it'll be seven and below first round pick. If the Jazz are great again, it'll be one three uh, protected one through three in 2023, and then unprotected in 2024. So. That's just something to look at. Uh, it's actually unprotected except for the one season. If, it's, they, if they win the lottery, we don't get it. So that that's that. So the Memphis Grizzlies, um, that that's we kind of have that looking forward to in, in the future. And then we just have our first overall. We just have a first pick, uh, first round pick this season. I don't really know what we could really address. Um, if I if I could really choose one, if I could choose one position, it probably would be small forward unless we go ahead and just lock in that we're going we're gonna to go after another guy or we're going to commit with Winslow or something like that. Um, something else that we could do, we could because I, I I really do believe in uh in uh Xavier Tillman at the moment and, and he just showed that he's great and so I don't really think that there's a whole lot of positions that we need to address. If there were gonna be one. I would maybe say, um, let's see, small forward. I would maybe say power forward. I mean, Brandon Clark didn't. I would either say power forward or play Brandon Clark. That was for me my two things. I don't think the Grizzlies really need any. I mean, or maybe maybe a backup point guard, Tyus Jones played fine. But yeah, there's not a whole lot for me that I think the Grizzlies really need. But we physically could go after a couple of positions, but not to the extent where I would be upset if we don't go after one. So I'm not really good. I don't really have anything. I don't feel the need to say anything about that. So Grizzlies are an interesting position in the offseason. And yeah, a couple of things could happen that I would like. And yeah, this, this offseason is important, though. I wouldn't say it's not important because some of these decisions that our front office will make are going to be important ones. We did re- we did uh, get our front office back under contract. We did a fan- fantastic job in the last couple of seasons. Um, it's like, okay, we're going to rebuild and like, huh, just kidding. We have a bet. We have one of the best players upcoming in the NBA. Let's go win a title now or try to at least. And so we're kind of in this weird purgatory. We were kind of rebuilding. We're kind of not. And so this offseason will be telling, but not extremely important. Um, but, but, but next offseason, that's going to be a rough one. Looking at some NBA games tonight that you definitely should watch. We just got one tonight is Los Angeles Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks on ESPN. 8 o'clock. The Clippers are looking to stay alive and force a Game 7 in their own home court. And Dallas is looking to put this game away early, uh, series away early, and the first round as a whole early. So tomorrow I could be talking about the first round and I could be talking about something else. So you'll, I'm, I'm hoping Dallas wins because I, I kind of want to talk about my, uh, how I'm a surprise or what, what most shocked me. And yeah, and obviously I'll do my predictions for the first round bracket. And so tonight, that is a game you should definitely watch. I got my money's on my money's on Dallas tonight. I really think that they'll do it, put it away. And they got Mark Cuban. They got Mark Cuban shooting around uh, earlier today in his full workout uniform. So watch out, Clippers. He actually might come out on the court. Just kidding. That would be really funny though. That would be that would be fantastic. But the conference stance as a whole. Next round will be Utah. Versus either the Clippers or the Dallas Mavericks. And right now it's looking like Dallas. We'll see what happens. And then the second round will be Denver and Phoenix. Denver was able to get it done last night. And so did Phoenix. Uh, LeBron was not happy. Left a couple minutes early. Did not high five the opposite team. Which is very interesting to me. Uh, And the Eastern Conference has been set. Philadelphia taking on Atlanta. And then Milwaukee taking on Brooklyn. 
all seven game series. Should be a really, really fun second round. I thought the first round was fantastic, and this second round is going to be even more fun. I could see a lot of these games going to game seven, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. So, only game tonight is Los Angeles and Dallas. Might as well watch it. I probably will. And so, yeah, that's that scoop. But that is going to do it for me today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you absolutely did enjoy it. If you want to hear more fantastic music like the music here beginning and every end of the podcast, go check out Harley Genius on YouTube. Puts out great music. Stop by and give it a try if you have not already. Tomorrow we'll have a podcast hopefully talking about the series as a whole. Uh, sorry, the first round as a whole. And yeah, what shocked me. I already went into it. Blah, blah, blah. And if not... You'll love you'll, you'll, you'll be a surprise for both of us. So, yeah. So, hopefully, looking forward to that on your Saturday afternoon while you're getting into your weekend. Uh, if you want to continue to support me, which would be very much appreciated, links will be down in the description of my YouTube, my website, wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word of this fine establishment I have running here. And hopefully, you guys are enjoying it. Uh, yeah, putting out content pretty consistently. Um, hoping, yeah, hope you guys appreciate that and hope you are enjoying it. Links will be down in the description for you to find it. Finally, every team is absolutely fantastic in the rest of the NBA season, unless they're playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Until next time, my name is Seth Weston, and this is the unofficial Memphis Grizzlies podcast.